Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast and this week I am delighted to have the wonderful Coleman Power on, the organic fitness dude as I call him in my own head. Um, uh, Coleman is a personal trainer but he's also an organic horticulturist and for everyone that has been listening to my podcast or following me on social media he, he's like a kindred hippie spirit who's like I call myself the tree hugging lemon sucking garlic crushing hippie I think Coleman is my my kindred spirit to that um so Coleman welcome to the show and thank you so much for coming on oh, thanks very much for the classic intro sounds like we're soulmates there <laughs> doesn't right? it I know it's like, sure. <laughs> why not we'll just put it out there now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Coleman thank you for coming on and we just recorded an episode for your podcast and we could have kept going and I'm delighted that we're continuing on over on my platform now. Um, there's so many different areas that I want to go into. But for me and for my listeners, I love organic food. I love food in general. I am a big foodie. And one thing I always say is, as something that you say as well, is food is medicine and medicine is food. And I'd love for you to really kind of go into the basics for the women listening or the men listening, if there's any men listening. Um, why, why organic? Why plant-based? Why whole foods? Can, you, can I just give you that umbrella and you run with it? You can. And I'll, I'll open the umbrella even in on the inside. <laughs> the, the fact is, uh, the first thing I want to touch on what organic is. Organic is a registered word. So if something is grown in your back garden, it's not actually organic by definition. It's just chemical free. So that's just important to note straight off the bat. So the difference between something that's organic is registered with a governing body. So whether it be organic trust or the soil association these are different logos but they must have based in europe a green significant logo shaped with stars in the shape of a, of a green leaf so that's just to determine whether it's registered with the governing body and what happens there is those individuals are coming down with inspectors to the site where you're growing or where the product is grown whether it be, be beef it be chicken whether it be vegetables tomatoes onions carrots apples or oranges and that means that they have to follow rules and regulations set out by those governing bodies and one of the main differences between conventional and organics is the likes of not the production or use of its growth of its life cycle without harsh chemicals and one of the major harsh chemicals that cause major negative effects on the body is glyphosate so for those mm. who don't know what glyphosate is it's the active ingredient in roundup more so of you might know might even have it in your garage right now for spraying periphery edges like grasses or virgins and sometimes people spray and i'll tell you they do spray in poor countries crops that are genetically modified so mm. that's why when you see a product that says gmo free okay that's when that's something you know that hasn't used uh, the likes of a seed that can tolerate sprays so it's a seed gmo is a genetically modified seed that can tolerate sprays and some of the foods particular we're touching on here now are plant-based being tofu and tempeh so if you are eating those foods it's so important to get those organic because it's the difference between having chemicals in it harsh chemicals such as being sprayed on it and not and those majorly affect hormones in your body whether it be a ma male or a female and we, all it knows more about the hormones that are in women that are majorly affected than men, but are in women in particular, but it also affects men. Anybody who consumes these foods, like chemicals, you, you want toxic chemicals, you want to reduce down as much as you possibly can. And when you get organic tofu, which is a fermented food, which is good for your gut health and 
tempeh, which is even higher protein, mm -hmm. which which the added advantage of getting it from the likes of tofu and tempeh, a protein source, is it has fiber. Fiber is good with gut health. Gut health improves the uh, your your mood because ninety percent of your serotonin is produced in your gut. That's why we step in all on a happy, healthy buzz on a daily basis. <laughs> and uh, the fact of consuming more higher organic foods in your diet is not only going to benefit you but it also benefits the environment i just touch on a simple thing that when you use that uh, garden um roundup for spraying the periphery edges of your garden beds and the whole idea of it is it's a water soluble um, and that means that it's terrible because it can wash down into the into the water um, table below and then where it goes then it depends on where the water flows and then we've seen people would say oh it's not my problem but it is your problem because it's going to go into the food chain what goes into the food chain goes into you and then it negatively affects and that's why there's a massive increase in the likes of chronic illnesses such as cancer but even on a smaller scale there's toxicity that can affect you and you want to reduce the amount of negative inputs from foods that you have like food is medicine but you want to be taking the right type of medicine and it comes from whole foods approach because you have the added advantage as i said if you eat whole foods in your diet you have added advantage of fiber and I suppose that when you're eating organic foods, it's not only beneficial for you, but it's also beneficial for the environment. Soil health is massive because what's in the soil is in the vegetables. What's in the vegetables, we end up consuming. And if you're eating a higher uh, organic diet, you are naturally going to have higher um, energy levels and higher antioxidants because I just touch on organic foods. Organic foods have higher antioxidants when compared to conventions. Sometimes there's that fight and there's that kind of, oh, organic has higher nutrients. And, and then, oh, no, this study says a conventional has higher uh, uh, vitamins and minerals. And then I kind of say, okay, whatever. You can get a study to say absolutely anything. You'll find it online. You name yeah. it. This study, 2015. Oh, that's too old. Okay, 2018 says this one is higher. Okay, you can fight that one. But it's not always what's in organic food. It's actually what's not in it. It's not, it doesn't contain the likes of harsh chemicals, especially if you are registered with a uh, governing body that regularly tests. They do soil tests. They do vegetable crop tests. They do meat tests, whether it's uh, organic um, beef, chicken, or an, an egg. And that's, and you have to trust somebody because some people, often people say then, Coleman, can I trust, can I trust such and such? You have to trust somebody. And it's kind of like the, idea of do you trust all and the information that she puts out or do you trust the guest that she brings on and passes on information that only would benefit you i don't rec recommend things that i don't do myself i eat a whole food approach i'm typically plant-based i do eat certain types of meat at different types of year why because that suits me i'm an irish traditional man who gets an uh, organic beef and eats that with my family because that's something that's been done for generations but um, it's the fact that picking diets and foods that suit you, but there's no such thing in my personal opinion as the perfect diet. There's more about the, the, there's foods that can benefit you a hell of a lot more than so than others and organic being uh, those. So yeah. I hope that that's, oh, uh, that, too that's much amazing. No, no, that's absolutely amazing. And because I'm always harping on, I'd say people are sick of listening to me saying that we need to be eating organic. We need to be eating whole foods natural foods, non-toxic non foods, not foods that don't have chemicals in them. The reason being is because these harsh chemicals are known as endocrine disruptors. And how they work is that they, not, I, I don't know about all of them, you will have more information on this than I do, but how they typically work will be that they will, these chemicals directly affect the reproductive system of pests so that they can't reproduce. And then we're consuming the, the residual 
chemicals that are left on the food and then that's having a direct impact on our own reproductive systems so it's they're directly targeting our hormones and that's why i'm constantly like guys we need to be eating proper food like whole food organic food and i love what you said about it's not what's in organic food it's about what's not in organic food and that's so true like there's no chemicals in them and that's where we need to be looking and really where we need to be focusing our, our food consumption on is what's not in it. And like looking at, when you go to the grocery store, you're picking up your, your, whatever it is that you're picking up. What I always say to people is look at the ingredients. If you can't, if you can't draw an ingredient, then don't eat it because you don't know what it is. It's chemical. It's like, if you can draw the ingredients, then you're good to go for most most of the time not all the time but yeah so what was it that got you why did you get into organic horticulture give me a bit of a background on you Coleman um you don't want to go you'd have to go to my podcast to go a deep dive to what I where I am right now but um I suppose I was always interested in foods I was never really um the strongest or never really the the biggest but I still not the strongest or the biggest, but the fact is that I improved on what I have previously done in the past due to the food choices. And I made a lot of mistakes in relation to choosing. I've done every diet that's possibly out there. I have to say, I've tried the likes of uh, strict vegan. I've tried vegetarian. I've tried the paleo diet. I've tried even keto and all those things. I try to amalgamate in together now to suit to my lifestyle currently. And I, suppose was always very active throughout school but it was my misunderstanding of foods I was having the likes of crackers which was butter which is carbs and fats and low protein and I was having poor skin health I had a lot of eczema I had mild asthma which was very difficult and I was extremely sporty I was on every sports team that was involved in the school but I still wasn't performing at my best and what I really wanted to nail down was how could I be better? How could I have more energy levels? How could I improve? Like I always a major believer, like I, I wanted to impress the girls. So I wanted to build a little bit of lean muscle tissue as well. And how did I do that? It was with, with training and with foods and put them together because you can't out train a bad diet, but training is important. If you want to either improve on your muscle tone or reduce down your body fat, that's key as well. So I suppose then after that, I joined a gym and, started putting into practice any piece of information that I got from anybody that I valued their, their time and their um, golden nuggets that they were giving me. And I suppose I then went on to do a bodybuilding competition at the time. I didn't even want to tell anybody because I was just kind of like putting the head down. And, and I'm going to tell you, I was, I didn't look like what I look now and I, I'm far from perfect. But the fact is I was very bad. I came second last in that competition. And, and that kind of upset me because the fact that I walked up on a stage and took a lot of balls to do that at the time. And it was, I was, I'm a GA man. I real country individual. I've been a grower as well as um, a guy man. Like I didn't even want to tell anybody on the team. I, I asked my dad, I think for the entry fee for it, I was like, dad, can I have a Linda? And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just doing a competition. He was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, I just want, I want to do it. So I, I went ahead and did it, told nobody else. Um, maybe my girlfriend at the time, I told her and after just showed her a couple of photographs and she was like, fair play to you. And I was, I was embarrassed at the time, but I 
I learned a lot from it and I didn't enjoy it, but I did learn a lot because I don't want people to ever get rated out of 10 on how they physically look, just like the weighing scales. I don't want people to use the weighing scales always as an indicator of your progress because that can put you down and that can fluctuate up and down. And, and that was the first experience that I ever had of someone rating me out of 10. It's not how, I mean, fitness isn't just about your weight or the number on a scales or how some fella determines whether he looks at you and puts up a four. I got a four. I was sickened. But anyway, the fact is that I don't want people to determine their progress off anybody else. Determine your progress and your health on how you look and how you feel and how much energy levels you have. And that's up to you. That's not up to anybody else because you have to help yourself with the food that you do and the training that you can that you put into your lifestyle. And it's that lifestyle approach that when you're eating healthy and when you're doing training, you're going to be healthier as a result of that. And it's a knock-on effect into your mindset, more positive, increased endorphins. And I live and breathe uh, a healthy lifestyle that I, I mentor and coach to people. And I suppose that's a small bit of background then on how I got into foods. But I suppose the organic side of it, then I studied four years as quickly. I did four years of organic, uh, for four years of horticulture in WIT in Waterford. And then I specialized and did a master's in organic horticulture where I really learned uh, the bread and butter, but I learned by doing. So then I had to put it into practice and real hands-on. And I'm a dyslexic by trade, but that, that means nothing. Like the whole idea of it is I, I learned by practicing and doing. Mm-hmm. So any piece of information or that gives you or I give you or anybody gives you that you value, put it into practice. And and see does it work for you whether it's foods whether it's training whether it's taking a supplement or vitamin or getting up at a certain time or doing a type of therapy that might benefit you like grounding feet on the on the ground there's a lot of talk about um gut health and different microorganisms but there's actually microorganisms found and located outside so that's why i'm a firm believer in getting your ten thousand steps get outside touch your feet off the floor touch your hands off the ground serotonin gets produced when you put your hands to clay and you start growing your own veg and I'm a major believer in that and I'm doing an organic fitness growing program right now and a fitness program for people want to amalgamate their nutrition their foods and all together because you can't be happy without making sure that you feel right on the inside and that comes from foods like yeah and you're so true and all of that is like it again food is medicine medicine is food and this is the perfect guide into the likes of when it comes for the listeners who are looking for like weight loss journey, fat loss journey, body composition, etc. What's more important, movement or food? Now, I've got my own answer to this, but I'm going to let you run with it. What's more important, movement or food? Movement or food. I suppose to say that any one thing in your health or your lifestyle is more important than the other is difficult to say, depending on where your current fitness levels are or where your priorities lie. I always have the option that if you can do A and you can do B and you can do the both, if your option is A or B and you can do both, then do both. Mm-hmm. So in relation to movement, I'm a firm believer in added weights and added advantage because it can increase the likes of your uh, your system functioning a hell of a lot better. I'm looking for a word, your something, your metabolism. Jeez, I could not think of the word. <laughs> yeah, come out with all these antioxidants, benefits. I couldn't think of the word metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> so metabolism it can increase your metabolism which is so important then for your thyroid function in particular with women so i train a high percentage of women and that's why i actually got all on the podcast to talk about menstruation cycle and the different phases of it just to inform myself a little bit more as well as improve uh, the listeners knowledge but it's important to add resistant weights especially if you're looking to improve your body composition. So with the likes of movement or whether it be 10,000 steps to add just the most, most simplest thing, if you're looking to improve your health, okay, 
it's movement such as in 10,000 steps. 10,000 steps can get you to burn between 300 and 500 calories. I'm not a huge man focusing on numbers, but that's a big, big, big section of um, movement. And it's so important to focus in on that. The range between 300 and 500 is due to the fluctuation. You can do a step like plodding along, or you can have a step like you're one of the lads on Killing the Scully. How the lads, you know, how the boys, like that's the difference between a step and a step. So that's why it fluctuates. That's like, Coleman, that's a huge 200 calories. Be, that's two chocolate bars if you want to put it down like that, or two chicken fillets. That, but that's the fluctuation in uh, numbers on that. But other movements that I highly recommend, if you're looking to reduce down your body fat, improve your body composition, weights are so important, okay? Mm-hmm. Having the ability to build lean muscle tissue, especially in particular women, can have major advantages, not only to their confidence, but also it helps in proven, uh, using sorry, large muscle groups. The largest muscle group in the body is the legs. So for women, doing squats is so important. Then the next largest muscle group is your back, doing either a bent over row or the likes of something could be a pull-up, depending on where you're fitness, using bands also can be beneficial depending on what exercises or what equipment that you have at home. Chest and the last of the large muscle groups, then you have your legs, your chest, your back, and your shoulders. So you use either side raises or shoulder presses. So the best bang for your buck, if you were to ask me what's the best exercise for fat loss, is a shoulder, a squat shoulder press. So you squat down with two dumbbells on your shoulders and go to a press. Okay, focusing in on time under tension because when you add added weights, added advantage. When you add added weights, you not only burn calories and tear muscle fibers in the training session. When you're sitting down on the couch watching Netflix or whatever else is on the box, you're, you're binging at the minute, you're recovering and that's when your body is using calories as well. Because sometimes people say the fact that cardio, if I do a run, 5K run call, I'm burning so much, so much calories. But the thing is, you're only using those calories and you burn up those calories in that training session. That's so important. And then I suppose after that then is the, the foods that you eat, food major, major thing that people are not eating enough of. I've got three things that people are not eating enough before, if I keep going. So we'll go with two first, okay? Protein is first. Protein is essential macronutrient, okay? The body needs it to recover. It regulates hormones. And as a result of that, then when you get it from a plant-based source, you have added fiber, because fiber is the second thing that you're uh, not consuming enough of in your diet. And two of those things also keep you fuller for longer. If you're fuller for longer, you're less likely to have cravings. If you're less likely to have cravings, as a result of that, then, typically people don't binge eat on broccoli it's the fact that it's they're reaching for, yeah they're reaching for the likes of broccoli or sorry chocolate <laughs> late in the evening but also what also reduces cravings and i recommend to people then is magnesium high magnesium foods i firstly recommend are any dark leafy greens whether it be kale spinach rocket all those things in season mm-hmm. brussels sprouts probably just finished up cabbage is another thing that contains magnesium but some people can't tolerate cabbage so if you were to ask me what's the best type of food for um, weight loss it's definitely got to be a protein food following that I suppose it has a five fiber and two of those come from your plant-based sources of protein tofu and tempeh winning okay and following that then I suppose a healthy fat and then carbohydrates are the other thing because that's what the body runs up proteins fats and carbohydrates and to say and break down I suppose why people are worried about overconsumption of protein because a lot of people think if you just eat protein alone if I was to eat chicken fillet or if i was to eat tofu or tempeh or if i was to eat lentils that can t- or an eggs eggs a lot of eggs in my diet or meats i i'm just going to build muscle to build muscle it takes a hell of a lot more than you possibly would think you have to progressively overload the muscle okay you can lose a significant amount of change your body composition losing a little bit of body fat a hell of a lot um, faster in a six to eight week period which i have people on my organic fitness program doing but to build muscle in that period of time is incremental small changes in your uh, body composition and for those people that are really 
uh, unsure, you don't do the likes of a couple of squats and shoulder presses and the next day you wake up like Popeye or maybe the Hulk and you rip off your shirt and you're totally ripped, six pack coming out of everywhere. You're totally astounded. It takes time, it takes effort and it takes consistency. But that's not to say that it's impossible and people and that I train do build muscle, but it takes a little bit longer than the fact that most people would think. Yeah, no, and it does. It's one thing I'm always harping on at, at women. I'm like, it's not that easy to build muscle. It takes time. It takes a lot of effort, but a lot of time too. You're not going to wake up one morning and be completely jacked as, as much as we wish. Like, uh, if that was the case, I'd be like, give me that pill and I will take it and I will wake up jacked in the morning and I'd be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to, say, you and your clients and especially your female clients, when you're looking at the likes of where they are on their periods and stuff, do you take that into consideration for like, say their training style? Um, would you, do you alter things around? Do you work with them? Do you look at each individual? How, how is it that you, you work that? So it's so important that no one training style is perfect because often people, again, they're going to say, what's the best type of training style? And you can get, you can get personal trainers and get coaches that will give you just this bland vanilla flavored program. That's just nonstop hit training sessions, which is great for fat loss. It's super for fat loss. In fact, that you will reduce down body fat on your body, but it mightn't be good for your your health. And I'm for optimal health with the foods as well as the training. And you have to tailor your training due to the likes of your menstruation cycle as well that we further expanded on the previous podcast we were talking. It's reducing down the uh, weight closer to your period uh, at the time of the month. And following that, it's reducing down the high intensity because you don't want too much stress on the body because it's actually a very stressful period of time, in particular for women. The fact that you're losing blood from the body and you have to make sure that your training is tailored to exactly that. For the fact that if you continue to progressively strain or put yourself under excess amount of stress, you can cause negative effects, not only to your hormones, but also to your, your overall body and your overall health. It's not about going pedal to the metal. It's not about being 10 out of 10, sweating, pushing yourself in every training session that you do. It's about being consistent. Consistency beats hard work every time. And you have to know that whether you're, on a different stage of your menstruation cycle or not and that has to be incorporated into your training because if you do the same type of training from day one to day 30 throughout the menstruation cycle it's it can have negative effects and you have to have that and inclusive of being included in with your personal trainer and being honest with your personal trainer because a lot of people are afraid to talk to the the after sex being me and (laughs) i'm gonna go on a rant here now (laughs) and this is i am the fact that one, when we talked, you wanted to know about the, the menstrual cycle and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, thank God there is a man who actually wants to know about these things, who isn't shying away from them. The one thing for a lot of women is that they become really uncomfortable and insecure turning to a male personal trainer and being like, look, that time of the month. And I'm like, use the word, tell them you're on your period. It's just a word. It's not a dirty word. It's, it's, part of our bodily makeup it's part of our physiology it's what makes us who we are as women like we menstruate but for the fact that you as a man wants to know more about this it's so important it's huge go like the going back to little girls when they first get their periods and them feeling like they can't say it to 
their fathers or their brothers because they're made to feel that it's a, that it's disgusting. It's that's an actual rejection of who they are as a child. So I'm always advocating for men to become to become more curious around periods, to want to know more about them, to so that they can understand them. I think in life we fear things that we don't understand, and that's lack of knowledge. Whereas when we can actually get the knowledge, it that taboo is gone and it's no longer a thing. So as a woman, I'm just saying to you, thank you for wanting to be curious about periods and stuff. So I'll let you go on there for women. Talk to your personal trainers. Tell them that you have your periods. Yeah, but for, for, for personal trainers or people or coaches or mentors that don't talk about it, it's kind of looking through your hands and kind of going, Jesus, um, just keep doing what you're doing and we'll be fine. Oh, okay, we're good again. We can go back. Oh, oh great. And then it comes to that next month and your hands in your head again. And how's things going? Oh, okay. Um, food? Yeah, great. And training? Okay. Uh, you have to be intuitive. And things that I incorporate with um, with the women that I have on my organic fitness program is using the likes of this food as medicine. Ginger is a massive one because it's yeah. antibacterial, can also reduce the likes of cramps and mm-hmm. cayenne pepper is two things that I get people to add into their, to their diet, can improve the likes of their blood flow, can reduce uh, headaches. And I'm a firm believer in food as medicine and using it just like that and bumping up your iron, especially because and women need double the amount of, uh, that men do of iron and getting it from sources that suit you and suit your lifestyle and suit your diet. And that's dependent on whether you're eating meat or not, because meat is contains heme iron, which is easier absorbed. But that's not to say that that's the best type, depending on you and your preference. You can have non-heme iron, which could be spinach, which could be kale, which could be tofu, and also you know, and beef food is a massive one. And beef food having the likes of antioxidants being purple, something we don't have enough of in our diet, is anthocyanins that can improve your cognitive function, reduce the signs of aging. Women, if you're not eating beef food, legend, you need to get on it this oh, minute. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to put you on a pedestal right now. <laughs> I know I'm constantly harping on. It's like we need you need to be eating your beetroot. It's like just roasted in the oven with a little bit of balsamic vinegar, and you're delighted. Like. we were talking about cooking this is what we're going to do we're going to do another podcast and you're going to be down here at my house or I'm going to be up at your house and we'll be cooking meals and beetroot's got to be in there it's probably one of my favourite veg it's so easy to cook cook and it's so tasty and it's just a matter of way of knowing how to prepare it It, I think again going back to what we don't know what we don't understand is what we fear people don't know how to prepare it they're used to seeing beetroot that pickled beetroot in the jar and I'm like no, oh, like, if, if you like to pick as, as much as you possibly can. Why? Yeah. Because the less processed, the higher nutrition you value it. It's not to say that the beetroot in the jar is terrible or the beetroot in the vacuum thing the package is terrible. Well, firstly, most of them vacuum packed are not organic. But the fact is that you're adding something where you don't need it. You mm-hmm. add whatever you need. Buy a beetroot. Beetroot is like literally a glorified apple. Yeah. And you put it in the oven. Take it, you could steam it. Steam it. Like There's a couple of different ways and just to get people to add it into their diet. Roast it in the oven pop it straight back out, chop it into rings. Do the exact same if you're boiling potatoes, which most Irish typical people are going to have potatoes during the week. Boil out six beetroots, big as your fist, put them in the steamer, take them back out, put them in the fridge when they're cool. The fact is then you can add beetroot, which is high fiber, high antioxidants, nutrient dense, and low calorie, winning, improving your cognitive function, improving your gut health, which is linked with improved mood, increased energy levels, and literally you cannot gain the advantage of something you do not do add beetroot to your diet please yeah on, and as well like again like you were saying the colors those those dark colored foods your beetroot your berries these all contain the oligomeric paranthocyanidins which are antioxidants and right now everyone is under so much stress 
be it physical or emotional, more more so emotional right now with everything that's going on in the world. This third lockdown has really affected people on such a such a harsh level. But that's causing oxidative stress within the system. So we need these antioxidants to counteract the 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 damage that's been done by stress and anxiety. Um, so getting all those dark colored foods in it's super, super important. Um, so any other say foods that you would be more say, pro for the likes of managing stress, be it physical or emotional stress, be it um, foods to give more energy levels, whatever, go for it, what women need to be eating right now. Right. Well, just to quickly touch on antioxidants, just to tell the, bring it back to the basics. Antioxidants are literally like Pac-Man because sometimes <laughs> people throw out, they throw out this word antioxidant. And I do too. And you might throw out fancy words and some people are like, what the hell is all they talking about? Antioxidants and all these different chemicals. Yeah. So just think of it. I, I, I'm real visual, real visual, hands-on kind of fella. Antioxidants are like Pac-Man. And they're going around looking for those little mm-hmm. um, neutralizing those free radicals, mm-hmm. which, which are negative. You don't want too many of those free radicals. They are natural. We produce them in our day-to-day work. It could, it could be from training, which is also fine, but you don't want too many of them because too excessive amount of it can cause stress in the body and inflammation in the body can come and in the form of spots on your face or like rashes. So if you have poor skin health, that can be a sign of you need to bump your antioxidants up. Mm-hmm. And what foods have antioxidants? Every vegetable has antioxidants, every single vegetable. Okay, meat sources don't have a high percentage of antioxidants. Mm-hmm. And there are some study might say, oh, they, they do. It's because animals are eating the grass, they're eating vegetables. They're eat, that's why it's found in it. So yeah. um, quickly to touch on again, the Pac-Man, antioxidants they eat the likes of the free radicals they eat them and neutralize them that is the most simplest thing you can possibly do but adding in high antioxidant foods what are high antioxidant foods okay organic has higher and that's been scientifically proven in no other study that says differently higher antioxidants if you want to have foods that are beneficial to you and high antioxidants it's organic foods firstly and the ones that i highly recommend you to get if you like we'll touch on the dirty dozen and the clean 15. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the dirty dozen is a list that's made out each and every year, dependent on the likes and the amount of chemicals that has been sprayed onto it. So there are some fruits and vegetables that are not so important. We'll uh, give the examples uh, or more less important than others. So we'll give uh, like avocados. We typically don't eat the skin. Um, and then you have bananas. We typically don't eat the skin of those as well. So taking out those out of your shopping that you don't have to consume them organic, you can support. Suppose I recommend everyone to choose organic as much as they possibly can. If you, and I have a shop that was done last week, done at less than 90 euro. Those are foods I'll eat throughout the week and that will do me. And I don't think in the grand scheme of things, 90 euro is that expensive for an organic shop. Following that, if it was more, I'd still pay it because I value my health super beneficial. A lot of people say, I can't, can't afford it. I'll show you how to grow. Show you how to pop potatoes in the ground, organic, homegrown potatoes, cannot beat it. So those are high antioxidant foods that I highly recommend you to pick and choose. But how do you know what are the best antioxidants to choose? The ones with the darker color have higher antioxidants. So purples, blueberries, winning, mm-hmm. blackberries, you can pick them for free. Okay, come September, talk to me or look at my page and I'll be telling you, pick them. These are things you can get on the side of the road. Like food is there to be eaten. So go ahead and get your hands on it. Pick them and then you say, oh, come on, I can't eat all these right now. Freeze them freeze them on a tray, 
pop them in. You can put them into the freezer then and have them in the winter months when you're looking or coming out of this. It's literally the door. I hear the door on my house is after blown open at the front there. But you can't hear that too much. But uh, I never put it on the latch. So having these types of foods throughout the winter is going to benefit your overall health. It reduces your body, reduces stress, reduces your cortisol levels. Okay, nobody wants to be stressed the whole time. Okay, and we have, there is a certain amount of stress in your job, whether in a relationship and in your training, but it's to reduce and minimize it, minimize the effects of aging it's not that we're going to live forever and people say oh come on i'm not going to eat healthy i'm just going to have burgers and chips or i'm going to have something that's processed or um something that's not for optimal health it's not about living forever it's about living your best life and mm-hmm. that's important and that comes from foods and so going back to that high antioxidant foods are high colored foods so purple foods okay beetroot up there red cabbage is the cheapest and highest antioxidant food you can possibly get okay and people say oh, what the hell what do i do with cabbage come on it with What's the other one? Potatoes and turnips and yeah, what's the other one? Bacon. bacon. Is that all the cabbage. No. You, you can goddamn put it on a, a pan, extra virgin olive oil or coconut oil, depending on what temperature you're cooking at. Extra virgin olive oil is my favorite. It's good for skin health, omega-3 healthy fats and omega-6. You must consume them from your diet. And you literally put flavors that you enjoy the taste of. You can add in spices such as curry powder, such as turmeric and black pepper on that too. Those are both anti-inflammatory and those are foods and spices that I have and that they're on the organic fitness list of foods to have on a weekly basis. So those are purple, cheapest and highest antioxidant foods, red cabbage on a winner. I suppose then carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are not the enemy, okay? Processed foods are the enemy because most people are under eating foods. You're under eating foods in the morning. You're under eating foods at lunchtime. And then what ends up happening is you're binge eating at night. And this used to happen to me. And what I get people to do is understand foods before you pick a diet. You can eat carbohydrates. You can eat any diet you want. You can go vegan, vegetarian, keto. Very difficult, but you can do it too. And I train an individual who's keto at this moment in time, but it's really disciplined. You want to have a lot of manners on yourself to understand that you can only have 10 to 10, I'm going to say 10 grams, 10 grams, 10% of your overall calories is carbohydrates. So that's low bread, reduced down some certain amount of vegetables because they have high carbs, including carrots, turnips, and beetroot also. So this I don't recommend that to everybody, but it's about picking the, a diet that suits you, whether it's paleo, whether it's intermittent fasting as a type of style of diet as well, that can really work for individuals aiding in digestion. And those are things that people need to note. But there are complex carbohydrates such as brown bread. And this is a great point. I'm just after thinking of it. Okay, a lot of people uh, are coming into contact with individuals who have a celiac intolerance. Mm -hmm. But celiac intolerance is very similar symptoms to glyphosate intolerance. So glyphosate, Mm -hmm. as we touched on, is the likes of the spray that can be put on in around veg patches, but it's also used in, and why it's used in conventional growing is it speeds up the drying process. So wheat in general isn't all, so it can be sprayed in a large scale on a farm. You have tractors driving down through fields and why they do that is it speeds up the process of the drying. So when you have a crop that dries off all at the same time, it makes it much easier for harvesting and processing that makes the bread and the flour that we end up consuming then in our bread products. But, a lot of people then that I end up getting an anti organic fitness program, they end up sampling organic bread and as a result of or making their own from organic flour, they don't have issues which were linked with supposed celiac disease or symptoms, which is irritable bowel syndrome. And it's important that that comes from your gut because the foods that you eat, if they're highly sprayed with chemicals that have negative effects on your body and bloating can be a major issue as well. 
you need to start figuring out what food suits you and the food that you're eating are going to have a direct result on the way you look, you feel and how much energy levels you have. So making sure that the foods that you're eating are benefiting you at best you possibly can. And then if you still, there are some people that are not saying everyone that is a Ceciliac isn't Ceciliac. So just hands up again, not every one thing that I recommend or that order is going to recommend or anybody, it fits everybody. So if you add our alternatives, there are oats. You can make an oat bread, organic oat bread. I have it on uh, my YouTube and my Instagram page for those who want to make it from scratch. It's really oats, pumpkin seeds, high in zinc, healthy fats, and it's a yogurt. You can use soy yogurt, depending on if you tolerate dairy. You could also use dairy. That'll be a complete protein. That'll be a healthy fat and a complex carbohydrate. And that's the three. And that's the important point that those are the three things the body runs off protein, fats, and carbohydrates. If you don't have enough of those in your diet, if you're lacking protein, you're going to have poor uh, regulation of your hormones. If you're lacking in and you won't be satiated as much, if you don't have enough healthy fats in your diet, it's going to negatively affect your absorption of fats and vitamins. You'll have poorer skin health and your cognitive function won't be what it should be because 60 percent of your brain is made up of fats i wish the word fat wasn't linked with the macronutrient fat because a lot of people focus in on the likes of oh fats make it fat no they don't carbs don't make it fat either no single one ingredient ever made anybody fat okay and mm-hmm. the fact is then people say oh maybe i should get a sport watch to lose fat what do you think coleman don't spend your money on on sports watches spend your money on food okay yeah. and eat single ingredient foods people lost weight without a sports watch 20 years ago they lost weight, they gained weight. Okay. That's because they overconsumed on their overall total amount of foods they ate throughout the day. To lose weight, it comes down to a numbers game. Okay. So when you remember, if you want to reduce down your body fat, use add weight, up your steps. The steps is a free exercise. Don't even have to go anywhere. Stay within your five kilometer zone. And you're on you're on a you're on a winner when you do those things. And I suppose that's the relation to complex carbohydrates, the foods, and uh, I'm glad I got that in about the glyphosate. Yeah, no, me too. That's absolutely amazing because when it comes to that, I see a lot of that when it comes to celiac, celiac disease, and it it's not so much that you're gluten and not for just celiac, but anyone with a quote unquote gluten intolerance, it's not so much that you're gluten intolerant, but you're glyphosate intolerant. Um, it, it, it's that that's causing an awful lot of issues for when it comes to gut health and then going into autoimmunity and everything but that's a conversation for another day we could go down that rabbit hole uh, but I love what you said about when it comes to food it's about living your best life and that's it it's the quality of food that we're consuming that's what's going to make us live our best life it's like you see that hashtag all over Instagram it's like living my best life well live your best life with some good organic food rich in antioxidants um, Coleman it has been an absolute pleasure having you on and you're just a wealth of knowledge especially when it comes to organic food and training and everything and just your outlook is fantastic so thank you so so much for coming on I really appreciate it oh thanks very much for having me we'll definitely be doing it again sometime um but for now everybody happy Friday and happy hormones so thanks Coleman